Dear friends, hello. Uh, today we have Dan Burtner with us. Uh, you know, some people really, they do magic job. I cannot imagine how a person from being firefighter managed to write an article that was the best article in the history of 2012 in the newspaper, you know, in New York Times. And the article was called uh, The Island Where People Forget to Die. So it's already very much intriguing. Uh, so that is the person who knows everything about Blue Zones. He's vice president of Blue Zone Company. He's studying that. Dear Dan, hello. I'm very happy to see you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to join you today uh, and, and tell the story of the world's longest lived populations. I am, uh, as you mentioned, Dan Butner Jr. So my father originally founded this work 20 years ago. And what I do is work with communities around the world that have exported the lessons from the longest lived people to their own communities uh, to mimic uh, the best practices for longevity. Wonderful. My first question to you, how is that to work with your father? Well, um, he's hard to keep up with. He's hard to keep up with. So uh, over his career, he has three Guinness World Records for long distance biking. He biked across Africa, north, south, east, west, from the northernmost point of North America to Tierra del Fuego, uh, South America, Argentina. And then he biked around the world through the Soviet Union uh, when it was still the Soviet Union for his third Guinness World Record. Uh, that's all when I was growing up. So I read a lot about him as opposed to talking to him 20 years ago, he did his most recent adventure where he partnered with National Geographic magazine to go out and find the fountain of youth somewhere around the world. They did not find it. Instead, what they found was five places uh, where people are living abnormally long lives, reaching age 100 at 10 times the rate that we are uh, in the rest of the first world, and they're doing it with happiness and purpose and longevity um, and disease-free years. So when you ask what's it like working with my father, uh, it, it's a privilege to advance his work um, and to follow his work like the rest of you through his written and video documentaries. You know, I will say bravo to you, uh, then, because, of course, working with the father, I can imagine, especially when he's a legendary person, he's not a normal person, he's a legend. And, of course, it requires a lot of responsibility. And as a former diplomat myself who worked in Japan, I can tell you that you are doing great, absolutely great. Uh, so my question to you, what do you think, what are the, number one, what are these zones? And what is uh, the lifestyles that you will recommend to us that we can adopt to, to live longer? Yes, yes, great question. So there's five blue zones that we documented over the last 20 years. Um, Okinawa, Japan, the, the archipelago of Okinawa, Japan, has the longest lived women uh, in the world. The second is Costa Rica, the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica. This is a place where if you reach, reach age 50, you have the highest likelihood of making it to 100 than anywhere else on the planet. 
Uh, Icaria, Greece, an island in the Aegean Sea. Icaria, Greece. Sardinia, Italy. This is the island off the coast of, of Italy. The soccer ball that, that the, the Italian boot kicks. This is where you have the longest lived men on the planet. Uh, and then the fifth one is a small community in Southern California, Loma Linda, California, uh, where you have a high population of Seventh-day Adventists, which are a Christian denomination that evangelize with health. So they don't smoke, they don't drink soda pop. Uh, and so those are the five blue zones. And there's two crazy things that I think about these places. Number one is not a single one uh, ever pursued longevity. Not a single community ever said, we're going to start being healthier. For all of them, it happened to them. It happened unconscious that uh, to them that it was happening to them, which is a strong lesson for us. That it's not about uh, individual discipline, but it's about the environment and the lifestyle and the rituals and the social context that allow us all to get healthier instead of pursuing it. It's very interesting that they're completely different place. Southern California, Okinawa, Japan, Costa Rica, Greece, and Italy, Sardinia. So it's not that they are all from America or all from India or all, so they are completely different places. So what do you think, what is in common with all these people who are living the longest life, it doesn't matter men or women. We will not talk now why in Okinawa it's women, why in Southern California, maybe men. So what are these secrets? Yeah, well, we, we distilled the, the commonalities across all five of these exotic uh, places around the world, and we call them the power nine. And I will tell you what the power nine are. But first I'll tell you um, what wasn't the case in these five places. Number one is it wasn't typical access to large healthcare uh, capabilities that you might see in the first world. Four out of five of the blue zones are at or below the poverty line. So they don't have hospitals, and pharmacies, and senior living communities. Uh, these are places where they didn't need those things, where it was more about the best practices from our species around built environment, rituals, purpose, diets, how we connect with one another that, that led to our power nine, the nine commonalities that did uh, contribute to these places being uh, good anomalies, these places being uh, high uh, well-being and high longevity and high happiness. Uh, then tell me, please. Okay, you repeat this uh, secret nine. Of course, I'm very much intrigued. What are these nines? Of course, I want to, to give the secrets of longevity to our audience, to my parents, to people whom I love, to my friends. Of course. Okay, number one. What is this rituals? You said okay, these places they don't need hospitals, they don't need medicine. But you repeated three times already rituals. What are the rituals? What is that? Rituals. I'll tell you the power nine, because in the power nine, you'll, you'll, you'll hear some of the rituals. So the first power nine is move naturally. None of the blue zones had gyms. So it wasn't about uh, living a life sedentary, living a life sitting down for 23 hours a day and then going for a run for an hour or going and lifting weights. 
um, and then being sedentary for another 23 hours. These are places where the communities were walk friendly, bike friendly, people garden, people um, in the case of Sardinia were shepherds. So they walked every day with their livestock. So it was about moving naturally. And we see a fraction of the hip fractures um, in these blue zones than we do in uh, first world nations uh, because of that move natural. In, in Okinawa, the women sit on the ground. So you see 70, 80, 90 year old women who get off the ground five or six or seven or eight times every single day, and yet they have stronger hips than we do um, on, on, in the Western world. The second- Arthur, What do you mean sit on the ground? They sit on the grass while they're working or they are exercising or they just sit on the ground reading on the grass? What are they doing on the grass? Yeah, so they, they when they eat dinner, when they're sitting with friends, they're not sitting on furniture. They're sitting on the ground with rugs on the ground and they're getting up and off the ground multiple times every single day. So it's moving naturally as opposed to traditional exercise. I understand. So it's not about exercising. Their life is exercise itself because they don't need to exercise as we do. We go to the gym, uh -huh, one hour finished. Their life is exercise. That's 100% right. That's 100% right. So the second power nine is purpose. Uh, in uh, many countries, we have this concept of retirement uh, where people will work very, very hard and then they'll retire and then we'll begin a life of repose. But we know that the two most mortal years, the two most dangerous years um, for many of the Western world is the year you're born because of infant mortality statistics and the year you retire. And that's because many people, when they retire, um, they, they, they let atrophy take over. In the blue zones, they don't have a word for retirement. It's not in their dialect. Instead, it's all about purpose. And not only having purpose, but being able to articulate their purpose. So any of the 200, 100-year-olds that we interview, uh, you could ask them what's your purpose, and they'll be able to tell you right then and there why they got up that morning. And we know that purpose leads to four to 14 years of added life expectancy. Unbelievable. So that means that they even in the language, they're not saying the word I'm retired. They don't have this in their vocabulary, isn't it? That's right. It's a social construct, at least here in the United States. It's a social construct. It's, it's, it's a word that doesn't exist in three out of five of the blue zones. So they will say that I'm doing so and so. It, it might be even not work. Yeah, it might be something. Let's say if you're a millionaire already and you don't want to work, it may be your purpose. Let's say I'm providing for, uh, education for the lower class or I'm providing education for women who are from the families who were divorced. Is it something like that? Yeah, it can be your grandchildren. It could be uh, teaching and mentoring. It could be harvesting your own personal garden. It could be volunteering. Absolutely. Um, it, it does not have to be profession. Wow. Very, very strange. You know, it, it's not common like that in Russia because unfortunately life expectancy for men is, I don't want even to pronounce it. You will be shocked. Maybe it's like in Africa, the life expectancy for men especially is around 60 years old. Wow. 
Wow. So, so it's very, very tragic, you know. It's like uh, I think how we can how we can help our men really to live longer. It's very important to think about that. And the thing is that the purpose. Uh, I lived one and a half year in Montreal in Canada, and I was surprised that a lot of uh, elderly people are working at the parking slots. They're helping to park the cars. And when I told them how much you get, they said nothing. We are just helping. This is our this is our purpose, and they use this magic word. We're just doing that every day. Yeah. No. Well, in the United States, the average life expectancy for men is 78, but we know that the human body uh, shelf life, the human body uh, should should survive to can survive to 90. Uh, so somewhere we're leaving uh, 12 or 30 good years on the table. And we think that some of these blue zones, uh, they've unlocked the secrets that the rest of us can incorporate into our uh, lives and our communities to get some of those good years back. Honestly, it will be great then uh, to uh, promote this topic, to think, to study, to make programs, uh, TV programs and movies on that, because actually it can help a lot of people instead of going to hospitals or think at the age of 40, oh, I'm very old. How you can be very old at the age of 40 if people at the age of 90 or 100 are very young? That's right. That, that means that it's wrong, that we should voice this topic, that we should promote this topic. Okay, we stopped on the point number two, number one, move naturally, number two, purpose. What is the point number three? Power nine, number three is downshift. So I mentioned earlier that four out of five of these places are at or below the poverty line. So these are people that have stress, just like we do in Russia and Dubai and the United States. These people have stress. Um, they worry about money, they worry about their kids, but what they have are uh, rituals to downshift, uh, to take time out of every day, to be with themselves, to laugh, to joke. Um, and we know that stress leads to inflammation and inflammation is bad for our health. So um, there are ways that they downshift to reverse the damaging impact of inflammation um, that, that the human body suffers. The next power nine is- uh, I'm sorry, I think I didn't understand this downshift. Downshift, that means, because for me as a Russian person, downshift, that means to move from your country to another country, which is much, much poorer than your country. We call it downshifting. So you mean downshift is just to be with yourself, to connect with yourself, yeah? Yeah, no, thank you for pointing that out, yeah. So downshifting in America, it's kind of like when you're driving a car and you, you put your car in drive, neutral or reverse. When, mm. when you're in drive, you downshift to neutral. Um, and so it's, it's more along the lines of shifting your gears uh, to take a break, to take your foot off the gas and uh, find repose, center yourself, um, and oftentimes that means uh, with other people. Okay, I understand. Great, downshift. What is number four? <laughs> so number four, five, and six are all about um, eating wisely, the, what we put in our mouths. Uh, so number one is the 80% rule. This is the fourth power nine. And the 80% rule is less about what you put into your mouth and more about what you don't 
So what we saw is moderation in all of these communities. And we call it the 80% rule. That's the fourth power nine is stop when you're 80% full. And in each of these communities, they had strategies to limit the caloric intake uh, at every meal. So for example, many of these blue zones had smaller plates. The average plate size in the United States is 12 inches uh, or, or about a third of a meter, uh, one foot. In many of these blue zones, it's 20% smaller plates. And so as a consequence, people finish their plates like their moms want them to, but they consume fewer calories. Another thing that they do is they pre-plate their meals in the kitchen so that you don't bring the entire um, uh, family dish to the, to the dinner table. So that the seconds is out of sight, out of mind. That second so serving- limited. You cannot eat more than this because it's already put the certain quantity. It's not that big and you cannot take from your father's plate, from your mother's plate. You only take what you have to take. That is so easy to do. That is yeah. so easy to do. You don't need to finish Oxford or Harvard to understand that you should take the plate which is smaller and it can give you extra five or ten years of life. Can you imagine that? That's right. That's right. Nudges. Another word for that is little nudges that you can do in your home so that the healthy choice is the easy choice. The next power nine, the fifth power nine is plant slant. Plant slant. So the vast majority of people that we studied ate plants for every meal. Nuts, beans, fruit, uh, and greens. Uh, they drank a lot of water, a lot of coffee, a lot of tea, um, and and not a lot of meat. Um, they they did eat some meat, but it's always uh, about the size of a deck of cards, and it's usually only on the weekends for a celebration. Uh, besides that, it was largely plant-based meals with a lot of beans, nuts. Um, and, 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 and fruit. Mm. I'm surprised then that all these secrets, like move naturally, have a purpose, downshift or be with yourself, eat wisely, make small plates and eat uh, healthy like nuts, beans, greens, and uh, drink a lot of water. They are ridiculous, ridiculously easy. It's like not that even I believe every person in the world can follow that because for that you don't need to be rich, you don't need to, you don't need to have three educations, and it's possible to follow that. What is the reason why we are not following what these blue zones are doing? Yeah, great question. And you're right; they're, they're cheap. You can buy uh, you can buy many kilos of beans and nuts for, for relatively cheap as compared to dairy, cheese, eggs, meat. Um, there's a couple things that makes it hard on us. Number one is food companies spend a lot of money on advertising uh, and on policy to make sure that um, certain food groups are more prevalent than other ones. Uh, the second thing is um, goes to the most important ingredient in healthy foods, taste. It's got to taste good. 
So at Blue Zones, we spend a lot of time putting out cookbooks and recipes on our website, bluezones.com, so that people can learn how to cook tasty food that their families will eat uh, that incorporate these healthy ingredients. Um, and unfortunately, many people are losing the skill of cooking healthy food that tastes good too. I think you are doing a great job with your father. I'm very surprised that you choose such a topic, you know, of connecting this unique knowledge with normal people, with people who didn't have access to these unique places. And my last question to you about being a firefighter. What what this knowledge uh, teach you? Yeah, firefighting is a very noble profession. Um, just, just like all the other service industries, what I found is um, that giving back to your community um, is the most powerful form of purpose. Um, and as a firefighter, you, you are on the front lines of serving people one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. In the United States, firefighters are also trained to be um, uh, EMTs or paramedics. And what you see is that 90% of the 911 calls, the emergency calls you get, are for people who have diseases, chronic diseases, uh, diabetes, obesity, mental health, loneliness. And those people aren't getting better and better. And so a lot of times you're going to the same people over and over and over again. Um, and it's not just in the United States. Um, and so for me to make the transition from firefighter to blue zones, it's really looking at how do we get these people healthier in the first place so they don't become ensnared in uh, a system that is just treating their symptoms but not really treating uh, their well-being. For me, you are a hidden hero, and our program is called Hidden Hero because, in a way, you're not fighting with the system in an aggressive way. You're not making revolutions, you're not making wars, but you're doing revolution in the mind of people. Change your mindset. Don't go to hospital every day or call 99 every day. Just eat healthy, move naturally, make your purpose, unite with people whom you like, eat wisely, and you don't need to call 911 at uh, uh, you know, every day. What is your dream then? Um, my dream is um, that we see the lesson from the world's longest lived people, which by the way, the original blue zones um, are, are, are slowly starting to become westernized um, and our centenarians are dying off. And so my hope is that we can capture those lessons. And before um, they become extinct, that we can export them to enough places around the world, enough organizations, enough community leaders, enough policy developers, to where we can renew those lessons for all people around the world um, in a critical mass, in a tipping point, um, so that these lessons guide us into the future uh, to better well-being for everybody. For me, it will be pleasure with my team to support Blue Zone, to support your project, for more people to know what Blue Zones are, for more people go on Blue Zones home and start cooking healthy and eat healthy, because I think it's very important. It's very easy to do, and we can live longer. We can live till 90, 100, but being strong, but giving example to 
us and to next generation that it's possible and being together. I enjoyed very much and I want to invite you again. I have a thousand questions after talking with you. I think what you do is amazing. Best regards to your father, who is really a legend, to have a son like that. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, and I look forward to coming back. Thank you for telling our story. Thank you so much. You are great.